More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome back to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Before the break, I mentioned the game between Audubon Tech and Washington. Um, because school is has been canceled for today, I, you might want to check and see if that game is still going on. But from what I have been told and what's being reported is that all after-school activities will be canceled along with school. So you might want to double-check and see if that game, if you were planning on going to that game. So just wanted to make that correction. Again, MPS is out of school today because of snow, along with many other school districts, and a lot of after-school activities have been canceled as well. So make sure you check before you head out. Thanks for joining us this morning. It's been a good first hour. And, and DT, we've gone a long – well, it's been days since this has happened. I know you saw it. When that, when that dude jumped <laughs> over – oh, my gosh. He was like a spider monkey. I had to watch it like three or four times back-to-back back because I thought what I was watching – was like some type of AI enhanced <laughs> video. I was like, this du- Jordan? Jordan ain't got nothing on this brother. I, I, I believe. Well, I'm not going to sing that song because I don't even. That man yeah, is dead I, to me. But I, yeah, I was I, like, he can fly. Hey, I told you uh, before the show, I said, maybe the Bears should look into signing him because if you can get to a judge like that, I'm sure you can get to a quarterback. Well,. Don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. (laughs) And so if you're wondering what Telly and I are referencing, this video has been viral where a Nevada man was recorded literally attacking a Clark County judge. And again, this all happened in Nevada, the state of Nevada, where he was getting sentenced. And now he's getting sentenced again, I believe. During the initial sentencing where he was pleading for, I, I believe it was uh, parole and yes, a, he a was, lesser term. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, was he trying was like, to you know, really stay learned. on probation or something like that. He didn't want to go back yeah. to jail. So he was sentenced by the Clark County judge to 19. What was it? It was like it was a long time. I, it, I can't remember. It was, yeah. it was a long time. So, but when he was sentenced for attacking the judge, he has now another 19 to 48 months. So he got two years for attacking the judge. Now, what's interesting is if you watch the video, as she's giving, you know, him the sentence and she's saying, yeah, you know, I'm not really trying to hear what you're saying. You can hear the, you, you you can hear like okay it's 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 launch time. No. My question is the the judge appeared not to be phased at all. Yeah. Like it was like slow motion. Like, yeah, I was like, she kind of just looked up. Maybe she and was thinking that this, somebody would grab him before he actually got to her. Grab what? This man flew. Yeah, what do you he mean did. grab? Yeah. He flew. Yeah, he has some launchers in his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> It was like some jets and stuff, man. It was like he was standing and then he was flying. We're not making this up. You have to see this video. 
and again, the, the man who attacked the judge literally was was flying in, in midair. And if you don't believe me, you could just you could Google this video is viral. Now, what's interesting <sighs> is that, yeah, he he leaped and then he flew. Yeah, he leaped and then he flew and then he started to attack the judge. Now, speaking of judges, Judge Judy. During a recent interview on the Deborah Redding interview, shared her thoughts because, as we all know, Judge Judy, that probably wouldn't have happened to her. But anywho, nah. let's hear this audio. This is Judge Judy with her perception of what should have happened once the man jumped over the podium to attack the judge. Here we go. Ellen, who just recently attacked a judge in Clark County. I saw the video. Insane. What are your thoughts on that? I was actually shocked that this defendant managed to get as far as he did without somebody shooting him. But it probably happened in a second. So fast. That, they, you know, once, once he was there, it was, there were yeah. too many people. But I was actually shocked that somebody managed to get as close to her and on top of her. A convicted... Now... J- Judge Judy reaction telly. Uh, that's Judge pretty Judy drastic. says somebody should have <laughs> shot him. Because, like you, I told you, people don't shoot to injure. No one is aiming at their calf in, in the heat of the moment to try to stop someone. If you shoot someone, you're trying to shoot to kill, especially in such a close proximity. And I think that's a little drastic. I get, yes, you do want to protect judges, and they should be protected to the utmost. But mm-hmm. maybe tased, de-escalated, detained. Now, here's what's crazy. Now, in the January 3rd appearance before the Clark County District Court, and the judge's name is Mary Kay Hoffis or Holtus, as she was giving... The sentence again, this person was trying to convince the judge who was facing prison time for a felony battery charge stemming from a baseball bat attack last year. Okay, this is why he was charged. He was charged for a felony battery charge from using a baseball bat to attack someone last year. Now, as he's trying to convince the judge, and I saw that video, he's very calm. You know, he's he's saying, "Look, I'm I'm a person who never stops trying to do the right thing." Are you with me? Tell you this is what this brother's telling the judge. He's oh like, yeah, he had a good I, speech. I, yeah, oh yeah, it was better than Giannis' speech. I thought Giannis gave a good one, but now he he trumped that. He says, "I quote, a person who never stops trying to do the right thing, no matter how hard it is." And as soon as he said that, the judge made it very clear that she wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. And she was going to sentence him to some prison time. Once she said that, all you saw was this man like feet diving. <laughs> <laughs> you saw his feet. <laughs> you saw you saw the feet and you saw him land on top of the judge and then you saw like the American flag coming down and after all of that then you finally see people coming 
to help save the judge. Now, after the sister of the defendant who grabbed and bolted and jumped and however you want to classify it, she actually was in a press conference where she said something that you didn't like. (laughs) She said her brother was not a rebellious person and that he was suffering from mental health. You think that's why I was saying that we don't like that because I just, that is you think a that's clearly apparent. Uh, If you attack, someone with a baseball bat and then you attack a judge in a courtroom. I don't think you are on the same wavelength as most no. other people. Because, and, and to, to further your, to further your point, Telly, this, this, this man has a criminal record that contains mostly violent offenses and includes prior convictions for three felonies and nine misdemeanors that were all violent related. Yeah. And so, you know, what but what what amazed me was that and and here's the thing, there's different types of mental health issues. He definitely either has and I'm let me not clinically diagnose cuz by no means do I want to disrespect or take away from an actual psychotherapist or a clinical therapist. But he clearly has a mental health issues related to managing his anger. Yes. See, I think the thing is that, you know, when people say my uncle, my brother, my daughter, my sister has mental health issues, it's very important in these types of cases where, I mean, this doesn't happen every day, y'all. Now, I've seen videos where, you know, once the, once the person that's being prosecuted is receiving their sentence, you have some people who will pass out, people who start screaming, shouting. Yeah. And then you do have people that so this is not this is not the first time this has happened, but it definitely is something that is not the norm. No, it, it certainly a, isn't. During a sentencing, yes. I and mean so, you would think this has happened before when someone had got life. If if it just I got life and I ain't got nothing to lose, then I may want to dive on her. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't even ha- it hasn't even happened then. Like you said, people will fall out. People will cry. People will do. See, a bunch you and I of think stuff. a little bit. You, you and I think about it a little different because, first of all, as a black person getting sentenced to life, at this point, I need to do whatever I can to <laughs> woo the judge and woo the bailiff and woo the, you know everybody woo. so that I can reduce that. He couldn't and even woo to get out of nineteen months, so I don't know how much Man. wooing you could do. <laughs> well, the truth text, the truth talking text line is eight three three two one two one zero one seven. What are y'all's thoughts? I mean, again, I I'm all. I am all for justice reform, reducing, eliminating mass incarceration, especially with our our brothers. Shout out to all of our brothers who are listening that are holding it down. We see you. We're praying for you. I, you know, I'm all for that. Yeah. However, in this instance, if you got that much anger to where when somebody says you've had a history of violence, you tried to basically kill somebody with a bat. Yeah. You need to go to jail. Yeah. And, and if there and if this is like, a oh, mental wow. <laughs> and if this is a mental trigger for you, you need to find a way to address that. And uh Denise Jones, 
another Denise hit hit us on our YouTube message board. She says the family said he had some mental triggers. That guy that jumped on the judge. Yeah, those were more than just triggers. Yeah. So, you know, I I pray for this brother. I hope that because here's the thing, too, that I want to say. You know, we keep talking about we're going to send criminals to correctional facilities for their rehabilitation. And once they actually get in jail, there's nothing that is trying to correct them or rehabilitate them, especially when, you know, you have brothers calling in the Tory Lowe show talking about, you know, there's feces everywhere. You know, we don't have sanitary conditions. That's what, you know, hurts my heart because again, that's not correcting. That's not rehabilitating which I think is the intention anyway. Yeah. And so, you know, as as much as this video is getting attention, and a lot of us, you know, as far as when he was flying over the podium, we, you know, we found it amusing. But in all seriousness, for me, and the fact that Judge Judy was so quick to say, I'm surprised no one shot him. That's a life. That's still a life. That's yes. still somebody's child, mother, or excuse me, child, uh, son, brother, uncle, whatever the case is. And and he had a moment. He clearly had a moment. So you should yeah. lose your life when you have a moment like that is that I, I agree. That's not cool. Not cool. Not and cool. I, you know, one day I'm sure between now and the next few weeks we can get into this because I, I keep struggling with. People saying, you know, well, he's got to serve his time. Justice must must be served. But then they follow it with, you know, he'll get the help that he needs. He's going to a correctional facility. Ain't no correcting going on in that facility. Yes. 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 I am rehabilitated because every day I smelled and sat in feces and urine all day. Yeah. Sign yeah, me up. It, That's rehab. It, come on, Denise. You already know what this is. We, uh, you know, black and brown people. We can't plead insanity because mm. we know exactly what we're doing. But other people, well, no, when they we're not do human. something, it's like, oh. Yeah, we're not human. Yeah, yeah. Temporary insanity. I, I, at that moment, I didn't know what I was doing when I went in and, and you know, had this mass shooting or this, that, and the other. It's so quick to put them in a hospital. But when it's black and brown, oh, gosh, you guys are monsters. You're malicious. And you need to go under the jail. Or be shot. <laughs> yeah, black black men is is rough. And that's why I always say, you know, I'm I'm trying as much as I joke on this show, you know, I, I'm still doing the work because at the end of the day, if I'm going to be in a romantic or monogamous or committed relationship with a black man, I have to be his piece. I have to attract a man that you know knows how to protect and provide but i gotta be ready to give my man that peace because it's hard out here and you know it's funny because you talk about it's not funny you talk about how you know black men are seen as terrorist thugs criminals and have no emotions because that's the images that have been con- consistently portrayed on all forms of media and as a black woman i can tell you right now we're not supposed to be vulnerable. We're not supposed to be crying, especially at work. Yeah. And I remember, you know, having to throughout the years of raising my two kids and, you know, working in predominantly white environments, how many times I had to go to the bathroom 
and go into a stall and, and shut the door and, and, you know, look underneath and make sure no one else was in any of the remaining stalls and just cry. Because for some reason, you know, people would say, you know, black women, they'll get it done. They're great resources. She's a great resource. She's a great helper. She's a great worker. Yeah. But no leadership phase. And then on top of that, you know, you can't be vulnerable. You got to be strong. Black women are strong. Yeah. We, they, they can get everything done. And so I was telling one of my girlfriends the other day because she's struggling at work with her manager. And I said, just start crying. She goes, what? I go, yeah. Hey, let's just, as black women, let's just stop being strong. And as soon as, you know, you're mad at women, <laughs> see what happens. She was cracking up. I said, no, for real. Just, just next time you're in a meeting where you are experiencing microaggressions or any type of like, you know, stereotype or a little slick comment, just start crying. Yeah. And, and see what happens. DT, it's a, uh, it seems like a no-win situation as a black man as well because when we show emotion, then we're angry. And then when we don't show emotion, then we don't care. And people are trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. So it, it's, it's sometimes you can't win for losing. You know what I wish? I wish that our non-black listeners and our non-brown – no, actually, I'm, I'm going to keep it – our non-black listeners – that are people managers. And as you're listening to this show, you're obviously listening mainly, and I'm assuming, so let me not say mainly, I would assume that you're listening to learn more about the black community in all aspects. And so if you are a people manager and you happen to manage people of color, i.e. black people, you know, let them know, listen, I don't know what it's like to be black. I'll never understand. But as I'm as I'm learning more about being black in America, I know that there are stereotypes that are impacting how you show up. And as your manager, someone who wants to make sure that all of their team members are equipped to thrive, to succeed. I want you to know that. If you need to let some things out, if you just need me to listen, to learn and understand, if you just want to vent, you, this is a safe place for you to do that. Yeah. And I think the more and more that, you know, DE&I, DE&I is being removed and labeled as this bad thing, I hope that human beings do not allow this to remind you that you can still be human. And humanity is about recognizing that although I can't relate or I don't understand, I know as a human being that you have emotions, that you have things that you want to celebrate, like quit celebrating July 4th and not recognizing anybody else's holiday in the workplace. You know how disrespectful that is to make everybody bring potluck and celebrate July 4th and you've got people from the Muslim community or the Jewish community or the black community. You know, I remember, and I, and this is a true story and I'm, I'm going to be quiet. I worked for a company in Milwaukee, major company, I'm not going to say who it is. And my manager who happened to be a white woman during the holidays, everybody, you know, brought a dishes when people could, you know, we would do potluck and everybody brought in a dish and there'd be all kinds of desserts and, you know, potato chips, unhealthy food is typically what is served. Do you know, fast forward, after the holidays, Black History Month, which is February, and so the African-American or Black ERG, Employee Resource Group at the time, 
had a also a celebratory potluck where we brought in traditional meals in the African-American community. Do you know this woman came up to me because I had my I had a, a, a big tray of macaroni and cheese. I had stood up because I don't cook and I had called my mom and I said, mom, just walk me through this step by step. So I was up all night and had to be at work at like seven in the morning. And she knows all of this. Do you know what she said to me, Telly? She looked at my dish and she said, oh, that looks healthy. (laughs) And what I wanted to say is, well, since you want to go there, let me remind you that your ancestors who enslaved my ancestors who were human traffic, raped, shackled, and taken away from their families. The only reason why we could eat is we had to wait on the scraps that your inhumane ancestors would leave and make a dollar out of 15 cents in terms of food. And so when you think about, you know, healthy food, we didn't have that advantage. And fast forward, we don't have it today. Yeah. And again, I know a lot of people are like, this is why we don't want to talk about DNR. This is why we don't want to talk about history. If it hurts you to hear it, Telly, if you yeah. are not black and it disgusts you to hear it and you get frustrated and you don't want to talk about it, how do you think we feel when we live it every day? And on top of that, the one thing that we always have been taught and what we know, if you don't learn your history, is bound to repeat itself. And so what do you do when you want it to repeat itself? Let's erase their history. So Mm. keep that in mind as well. When we return, we'll continue this conversation. On the other side of the break, you're listening to the best morning show on the planet, Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Yes, I hope that I'm wrong, but I know it, babe. Somebody's That song may make some folks want to go back to bed, <laughs> finish what they started. Anyway. And, and look, and the kids is home. Really? <laughs> the kids are at home, Ben. Why are you doing the parents like that? They're like, man, that's my jam. Like, Girl, Ray Ray in the other bedroom, no. Baby, just turn that TV up. They'll never know. Anyway, <laughs> Truth Fans, MLK Day is approaching, and we are excited wow. because... Truth Be Told with DT and Telly will be live from the YMCA's 27th annual Dr. MLK Jr. Breakfast Celebration at the Potawatomi Hotel and Casino from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. The Marcus Performing Arts Center will continue the celebration from 1 to 6 as the Tory Lowe Show and Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris will be broadcasting live from the Marcus Performing Arts Center's 40th annual Martin Luther King Jr. birthday celebration. Come celebrate the legacy of Dr. King with the award-winning 101.7 The Truth all day long. The Truth Remote Street Team is sponsored by UW Credit Union. They are here for every you. Now, and also in other news, and this is also very serious, and I'm so appreciative of her courageous transparency because it was a reminder for me to make sure that I'm handling my business. If you have not already heard, CNN news anchor Sarah Sidner 
revealed during a recent live broadcast that she has been diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. And this is a message in ladies, especially ladies that are over the age of 38. Listen to this message from Sarah Sidner, CNN news anchor about her recent diagnosis of stage three breast cancer. I have a personal note that I would like to share with you. Um, I want to start by doing this and asking you a big favor. Just take a second to recall the names of eight women who you love and know in your life. Just eight. Count them on your fingers. Statistically, one of them will get or have breast cancer. I am that one in eight in my friend group. I have never been sick a day of my life. I don't smoke. I rarely drink. Breast cancer does not run in my family. And yet here I am with stage three breast cancer. It is hard to say out loud. I am in my second month of chemo treatments and will do radiation and a double mastectomy. Stage three is not a death sentence anymore for the vast majority of women. But here is the reality that really shocked my system when I started to research more about breast cancer, something I never knew before this diagnosis. If you happen to be a black woman, you are 41% more likely to die from breast cancer than your white counterpart. That again was Sarah Sidner, CNN anchor, African-American black woman that recently was diagnosed as she revealed during her live broadcast that she has been diagnosed with stage three breast cancer and to have to have a double man i'm like that's that's basically the removal of your breasts yeah and i think what what a lot of people you know they they when they hear breast cancer it's like man i hope this person doesn't die or i hope this person one of the, the the most symbolizing features of a woman's body or her anatomy or her breasts. And it, it, it's for a lot of women, it's, it's what makes us who we are as women. And it's also something that we, we use as mothers to nourish our children, i.e. breastfeeding. So there's a lot of identity dependency that is correlated or, or is related to having breasts and so I think a lot of times when, when people hear that their loved ones have been diagnosed, they immediately go into, man, you know, do whatever it takes to stay alive. And this surgical procedure that she now has to go through is pretty much going to remove her breasts. So it's also a mental impact, an identity impact. Because, yeah. again, that's, that's why I tell, you know, my girlfriends, you know, they're like, is this too much cleavage? I'm like, now, of course, it, it depends on the environment. But <laughs> for, for me, I'm like, that you're a woman. Yeah. Why, why, is, why, why are our breasts offending people when it's the thing that makes us women? Yeah. And so my prayers are, are truly with Sarah. I don't know her personally. She is an absolutely beautiful woman. An exceptional journalist. An exceptional journalist. Obviously, someone who has a lot of sympathy for others, because yeah. even in the midst of of getting diagnosed with stage three breast cancer, she wanted to leverage her platform 
and remind or even activate the awareness of getting your mammogram. And so thank you, Sarah. Yes. And I love the way that she put it, DT, because she preferenced it by saying, I've never been sick. I'm not a smoker. I rarely drink. It doesn't run in my family. And this still happened to me. So those things, if you hear that, that should be a total alarm to say, if it happened to her, it can happen to me. Let me do the things that I need to do to get checked out. Uh, Make sure you uh, do your mammograms when you're supposed to. Um, and, And, I mean, fellas, same thing. Make sure that your health is intact. If you're over 40, go get that prostate exam. Go get that colonoscopy. If yes. you're, not, I mean, after Please. 45. I, so, again, it, these are things that we have to do and be very proactive in when it yes. comes to our health. Because, again, the fact that she now, as part of treatment, has to go under, you know, major surgery. Again, a double mastectomy is the removal of your breast. And sometimes you could just have a mastectomy where it's one, but in this case, she has to have a double, which again, removes both breasts in order to remove the cancer, or in this case, probably reducing the risk of it spreading and then resulting in it being stage four. And stage four is where it then becomes more likely that you will not live. I'm not saying, because again, I, I, I have um, some friends who have survived. You know, our general manager here, Cherie. Mm-hmm. She recently survived. So I, it's, it's, it's important for us to understand. And if you hear what Sarah shared, 41%. Wow. Did you hear that part? I don't know if we played that part. Yeah. No. 40, I heard it. Yeah. Uh, black women yeah. are at risk than white, than, you know, non-black women. Yeah. 41%. So if you are a black woman and you are listening right now, and I know during our Soft Life Chronicles, that the truth broadcasted uh, earlier this year and the latter part of last year, or excuse me, last year. It's not a game, but here's the good news, sisters. There are a number of resources that can help reduce or even eliminate the cost associated with getting a deep, thorough mammogram. And brothers, like Telly was saying, What's it called again? Colonoscopy? Yeah, yes. If you're over the age of 45, make sure you get that colonoscopy. Uh, make sure On a regular that, basis. Yes, yes. And, and uh, you know, it's not, it's not as bad as you probably have heard, but it's definitely necessary. Like, I just, for the life of me, I can't understand brothers that don't want to get checked out because they got to be uncomfortable for a minute. It's like, I'd rather be uncomfortable for a little while now to find out what's going on as opposed to saying, ah, I'm straight. So here's, here's the thing, too, because yes. as black people, you know, we talked about this last week, Telly, we be keeping secrets. And, you know, I don't want to tell anybody because I don't want anybody to be, you know, up in my business or impacted. And I yeah. keep mispronouncing this word. It's mastectomy. So I apologize. I, I had mm-hmm. to correct that. Mm-hmm. If I think a lot of times when people learn that a loved one has been diagnosed it's you gotta go you gotta go you gotta do this i'm big on letting reminding people how much 
I, I need you. Like Telly, please go get, and I'm just using an example, you know, go get that colonoscopy kiss. Brother, I need you. You are a valuable, like, friend, brother, co-host in my life. So tell the loved ones, tell the loved ones that it's not just you getting it, but I need you here. I want you around as long as God is, is got a plan for you to be here. Yeah. I need you here. Yeah. I don't want to have to bury you or go to a funeral and you're not in my life. So be, be complete with telling people how their absence based on them avoiding or not getting a mammogram or a colonoscopy That's or any type of preventative. Yes. Yeah. Any type of preventative um, health procedure, healthcare procedure. Yeah. And again, y'all don't believe the hype. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I've been, I'm on Obamacare. I've been on Obamacare for about seven years now. <laughs> but I was very intentional about finding doctors within that network that could provide me everything I need. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a whole lot more expensive than traditional health care plans. But to all the entrepreneurs out there, get that Obamacare. Get whatever health care. I got it. Just let me finish this, y'all. Because this, this is people's lives. So make sure that you do the research. There's a ton of resources. Go to our website. Call us, whoever. Call, call us. We can get Dr. Ford on the air. Yes. But we don't want anybody in 2024 not putting their health care first. We got a lot of work to do, black people. We got to stay healthy. You're listening to the best morning show on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Don't touch that dial. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly will be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. All right, Truth Nation, I had no idea that Kevin Hart's ex-wife, Tori Hart, is a comedian. Yeah. And not only is she a comedian, she's a professional comedian. Tell you, I had no idea. Yeah, it kind of came out when it, it was early in Kevin Hart's rise when they first got divorced. And uh, and then she went on tour and was kind of talking about the divorce and and things like that. And I thought it was just oh. kind of a temporary thing, but clearly she has taken it very seriously. And now she's about to do what? She is about to go on tour with Dun 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 <laughs> Cat Williams. <laughs> now, the reason why this is a little bit juicy is because Cat Williams, we all know, gave gave Kevin Hart, the smoke on the recent Club Shay Shay podcast yes. that has now over 10 million views. But this is not the first time that Kevin Hart and Cat Williams have had beef. I don't know if you remember, but on The Breakfast Club back in 2018, yes, I remember that. Kevin Hart was going in uh, on Cat Williams for criticizing Tiffany Haddish's comedy skills. So they've always had this this beef, for lack of better words, where they go back and forth. And again, the most recent <laughs> Club Shay Shay podcast with Cat Williams, we all saw it. Some of us have seen it about 80 trillion times. Right. 
It's amazing it's, how two five foot five guys could be beefy. <laughs> Napoleon syndrome. Look, tell me you have Napoleon syndrome without telling me you have Napoleon uh, yeah. syndrome. Because I mean, now, now you got the baby mama ex wife. She is going on tour with Cat Williams, mm. and if you follow her on Instagram, her her handle is T O R R E I L Terrell Hart. No, it's Tori. Tory Hart. Yeah, Thank it's Tory you. Hart. Yeah. Look, Evansville Public School. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if you don't spell it T-O-R-Y, you got to give me a second. I'm, you know, like, I know some people who got names. It's like a, a letter that don't have no sound, but yet it's in the name. And then you want to get mad because somebody pronounced it. You got to give us a minute. You know what I'm saying? I like, love the hyphens. <laughs> Oh, man, that's why I love my parents. I'm like, thank you. D to the E to the N to the I to the S to the E. It don't get no more plain than that. But anywho, so Tori Hart, Kevin Hart's first wife, is touring with Kevin or excuse me, Cat Williams. And this tour is called the Dark Matters Tour. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, it actually kicks, kicks off here in Texas mm-hmm. this weekend, January 12th, in a town called... Is it is it Cedar Cedar Hill? I'm not familiar with where that is in terms of the proximity to Dallas. However, if you want to see Tori Hart and Cat Williams, they will begin touring together in Charlotte, North Carolina on January 27th, followed by Orlando, Florida on February the 2nd and Tampa, Florida, February the 3rd. And if you can go, I'm sure if you go to Cat Williams website or if you go to Tori's Tori Hart's Instagram, you'll see additional information. But this is going like if 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 they were going to be in Texas this weekend, uh-huh. like Dallas area, <laughs> I would show enough be there front row and, with and, my popcorn. And, and before everyone start to think that she's probably doing this to get back at Kevin, I totally don't think that because from reports, Cat Williams pay his comedians up to three hundred thousand dollars that tour with him. Benjamin, can we get a really? I'm just uh, saying. I'm just okay, saying. That's so what the reports are. This is this is where, because see, Telly, he's a wholesome gentleman. He's a God-fearing, committed <laughs> husband, dedicated father, does not curse. He a good brother. So he don't deal with a lot of drama or shade. I, on the other hand, have a certificate <laughs> <laughs> in drama and shade. Now, I'm telling you as a woman. I'm telling you as a woman, if you think that this has nothing to do with the beef <laughs> that Cat Williams and, and her ex-husband, Kevin Hart, have. Because here's the thing. Tori Hart has been very public about, oh, so I was with you when you didn't have nothing. I built you. You was a project. Gave you your two kids, your daughter and your son. And then you go out and marry one of them light-skinned pretty girls who ain't doing nothing. <laughs> That's basically, that's what she said, okay? <laughs> so if you think that this is non-related, Telly, my brother, my dear brother, you are you are very, very far removed from reality in this situation. This has everything to do with, oh, because here's the thing. She's not new to comedy. She's not new to Cat Williams. Yeah. This is perfect timing. He hey, literally it doesn't hurt. talked about, look, he talked about <laughs> Kevin Hart. Like it wasn't like a dog, but he went there. And so for then her for her then now to say, Hey guys, I'm going on tour with Cat Williams. Come on, Telly. Look, 
Come on. It's so check, personal. Check this out, DT. It screams personal. Everybody want a piece of cat uh, right now. And if your name was mentioned, your name is about to be hot. And that's what was funny about your fellow Indiana native, Mike Epps, who went online and said, that was a fake Fendi coat that Cat had on. And then he was like, Yeah, but you, you he's like, nah. apples to oranges. But he said, No, nah, I was just playing. I was just mad that he didn't say my name, good or bad. And I wanted some attention because I got a special coming out, too. Yeah, but Mike Williams and Cat Williams were never married and they don't have children together. There's a whole dynamic. I'm telling you. Yeah. This right oh, yeah, here. Yeah. Is what, I'm sure there is some, some, some get back in there somewhere. Some. You think 90% poetic. of it? I'm telling you 99.9% of it is poetic justice. Man, are you kidding me? I got a chance to go on tour with the the guy who publicly humiliated my ex-husband who I don't like. Let's look. How many many cities are we doing, Kat? How many cities? (laughs) Look, I tell you what. This is giving me more fulfillment than it is you. I tell you what, you even got to pay me as much. You can pay me a third. I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. Oh, trust me. You know, let's let's go to the true talk line, DT, because someone <laughs> okay. that someone I'm sure has a, a unique opinion about this is our Enjoya. No, Al. I haven't heard from Al. Hi, Al. Oh, wait, I got to the formalities. Al, good morning. You are live with DT and Telly. <laughs> what is your question or comment? Uh, my comment is, I think the whole situation is messy. To be honest. And I'm a firm believer when you get a whole lot of black people who got money and you put them all in one room together, it's always going to be a room for chaos. And I think it's something deeper and ruder by her going on tour, even though he's probably paying her $300,000. The whole situation is just messy. But she put herself in that predicament. And I'm not going to say she should turn the money down, but if she know how our people can act, especially when they want to get messy, when they want to lie. Al, let me ask you a question. So, Al, you you think that when women, or excuse me, when black people have money and we're all in the same room, it's it's problematic? It's it's not a good look? Well, it's, it's a good look, but we also know how our people act when they get them a couple of dollars because everybody think they sugar honey iced tea don't stink and it can clear the whole room if somebody eats some kind of green so we just need to be realistic because we can look at how it's going right now all these people got money then all they fruit of their labors is met and it's still drama so we just gonna bring in his we're going to bring in his ex-wife to stir up the pot. You got to see how you saw it, how they're laying the foundation. See, but it's messy. I told you, Telly. <laughs> now, Al, I agree with you. Thank you, Al. You too, Al. We missed you. Thank you. I, now, I, I agree with Al on the second part that this is completely messy. However, I don't know necessarily I agree with the fact that when you put black people in the same room with money, that there's going to be some drama. Yeah. I, and that's a whole other episode. We're going to have to talk about that because I think – you know, it's kind of like that 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 quote that Magic Johnson said. There's different levels. Yeah. It has nothing to do with race. Yeah. It's just that when you get into a different income bracket, you don't do the same things you used to do. You don't hang around the same type of people. So yeah. I'm going to disagree on that. But anywho, we can talk yeah. about that. That's going to be a great topic. So, yeah. Al, thank you for calling in. We missed you. Welcome back. You are listening to the best morning show on planet Earth. When we come back, we're going to give you all our truth of the matter. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. We'll be back. 
More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Get my truth of the matter out because I'm telling y'all, Telly, <laughs> off the air, he ain't got no sense, y'all. And so he didn't throw me off now. I don't even. <laughs> well, we can go back while you get your thoughts together. Ben, did you hear DT try to imitate you yesterday? <laughs> I did not hear that. No, oh, okay. that's funny. Well, you get a chance, go back and, and listen. <laughs> you ought to hear him imitate my baby daddy, Shannon Sharp. But go ahead. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> so I'll kick it off, DT. My truth of the matter. I'm going to keep it real simple for today. Stay safe. There's a lot of snow coming. And if you don't have to go somewhere, stay at home. Be safe. That's my truth of the matter. My truth of the matter is that these jumbo blueberries that Telly was making fun of are quite delicious. Truth Nation, your health is your wealth. Even if they cost eighteen dollars. Shut up, Telly. It doesn't. I'm just. Bye, y'all. Have a great Tuesday. If you're staying at home, speaking of food, tell them kids. Look, don't you be. You get. You get three times to open the refrigerator. Do like I did. Choose wisely. What you, that, hey, that's your last time you open the refrigerator. You better make it a good one. It'd be like, look, yeah, I don't go to lunch at 9 o'clock when you at school. So don't be going <laughs> to my refrigerator at 9 o'clock. You are we so We stand old. on schedule. You are such an elder. Y'all coming up next. Sherwood Hughes. We will hear and see y'all tomorrow. Make it a great day. Tell somebody you love them. Peace out.